0: What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Ethan and Terry Show, a podcast dedicated to covering and tackling the latest in sports and entertainment. It's your boy, Ethan, a.k.a. Easy Pull Up. Here with my guy, Terry Jenkins Jr. for episode number 69. Like shout out to all of our first-time viewers and listeners, as well as our last-time viewers and listeners. Be sure you like, comment, share, subscribe to the pod, leave us a rating review, and let us know how we're doing. Terry, man, big week, opening week for the NFL this past weekend. Uh, a whole lot to get into, a whole lot to unpack there. But before we climb into into that topic, man, how are you doing? How's everything down in Houston?
1: Everything's great, man. Um, no complaints. We we had a a tie uh, this last week, but it's better than a loss. So I I say everything's going great down here in Houston. Hot weather, um, no, you know, no strong winds, not a lot of rain right now, which is great because it's supposed to be hurricane season. So. Um, all is well. We got a tie in the first game and, and no rain this week. So all is well in Houston.
0: Man, sounds like y'all can't complain one bit. Meanwhile, here on the West Coast, uh, we, we got some rain, I think, a little bit today and, and then some yesterday because we've had our string of uh, forest fires or wildfires rather than forest fires, wildfires here in the area, man. So like we're we're kind of cooling off on this side too. But, man, I mean, speaking of that Houston game, Bro, I'm not gonna lie to you, that that surprised me. <laughs> I thought I thought the Colts were gonna come through, handle business, business as usual. But I mean, I guess we could start it off there, man. I'm not sure if you actually if you tuned into that game and, and, and watched it closely, but I'm just curious to know, man, what was the difference making for Houston?
1: Um, yeah, definitely tuned into that game. Uh, watched it. I said in the beginning of the year before it started, I remember us kinda debating. Um, via group chat, but I said in the beginning of the year, I didn't think the Colts are going to win that division. I just don't think Matt Ryan's that guy. I know a lot of people are just like, hey, Terry, he was in Atlanta and there was nothing in Atlanta. They didn't have a defense. They didn't have – he didn't have anybody to throw it to. You, you can make up all the excuses you want to. Um, Matt Ryan record is what it is for a reason, and the last, what, three years now in Atlanta, the Falcons' record – have been what it was because of Matt Ryan. Um, it's large. I'm not saying, of course, the game of football is all about the quarterback, but you and I both know the quarterback can um, decide games at a, at a very high rate, especially if he's a phenomenal quarterback. Matt Ryan is not phenomenal. He, he he once was was good, and now I have to say that he's not even good. So I don't believe the Colts are going to win a division of AFC South. And, yeah, they tied with the Texas, man. The Texas defense came, and, and they showed up to play just like I knew they would. Um, I kind of told a few guys in the chat via text that the Texans actually had a good defense um, this year, and they actually showed up to play. Um, they kept the game close, definitely, um, in the beginning and all the way to the end there. Um, David Mills, I mean, what, what more can you ask for that guy He's the second year here? His uh, starting quarterback for the Houston, Texas, and he did good. He played a very strong ball game. Um, The scheme was ran very nicely um, for David Mills, too, as well. So you know, we didn't ask him to do any, like crazy throws or anything that he couldn't make. Um, a lot of secure screens, a lot of sharp slants, a lot of design um, passes. And every once in a while, we tried to beat him over the top with Brandon Cooks. But I feel like it was a good game, even though it was a tie. I feel like there's definitely a silver lining Um, in the, in the Houston Texans season. Because, again, like, you know, every game we don't lose here um, currently at the current state of the Houston Texans is considered a win, to be honest with you. Because there's not much expectations when it comes to the Houston Texans. Um, but as far as the coach, a lot of expectations. A lot of people are picking them to be one of those teams when it comes to the AFC um, to make it to the playoffs. I don't think they win the AFC South. And, honestly, I don't think they make it to the playoffs this year. And, again, it's because their leader – of their team is Matt Ryan. I know they have a good defense, but I, I just don't think Matt Ryan's enough to push them over the top there.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's nothing more dangerous than a team that has literally nothing to lose, right, in the case of the Houston right. Texans. So the fact that they came out on fire, ready to play, and not only them, Terry, I mean, you know, there were there were some close margins, uh, you know, this past Sunday. I mean, the Eagles only beat Detroit by three, you know? Yeah. So, so, so even seeing something like that, it doesn't make everybody's ears perk up. Like, hey, you know, maybe this season could be full of surprises. Um, I mean, even if we take a look, Terry, at some of the, some of the more probably uh, marquee games, right? You had divisional rivals, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Cincinnati Bengals, Steelers taking that one by three. You know, uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Shiesty had a plethora of turnovers. Um, and, and even like the way that that game was decided, uh, two uh, botched special teams, Uh, Plays with the uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, McPherson. You know, you know, uh, Fitzpatrick blocked blocked his uh, kick that could have won them the game, um, and then you know, shanked it. uh, You know, shanked uh, his his second opportunity to uh, to to put him ahead, bro. Like even looking at that game, what does that tell you about the AFC North right now?
1: Uh, It says a lot about the AFC North. Ethan, uh, Joe Burrow had such an amazing year last year. That people at the end of last year will automatically crown him as a top five quarterback off one year. Uh, we live in a very remote society, we're a right now society. So whoever looks the best right now, whatever it's the thing to do right now, is the best thing ever. And it's, you know that what's what's about what you've done recently, um, not what you've done as far as longevity. When it comes to this generation, we were may have been too soon on Joe Burrow. Not saying he's a bad quarterback you just have to win a consistent rate in the NFL to be considered one of the greats. Right. You have to win a consistent rate. You have to have year after year. We just talked about Matt Ryan, um, Matt Ryan MVP season and his team literally was, you know, a quarter and a half away from winning the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> and, and ever since, you know, he was up 28 to three against Tom Brady. He hasn't been the same quarterback since. And so it, it's, it's about longevity. He came out, and you know how it is, the NFL, brilliant minds. These guys have all year to do nothing but study and watch football, and they definitely use that Tom wisely because they have the ability to come in and figure you out and shut you down in a year. Yeah. And so if you have the same schemes, if you have the same tendencies, if you have the same play calls – too bad. So sad. The NFL just figured you out. Now you have to go back in the lab and try to redo some things. And, yeah, four interceptions by Joe Burrow. Nobody expected that. He did look a lot better the second half um, after halftime, after they made some adjustments. But that was a huge loss because uh, AFC North is going to be a dog fight. Um, I know a lot of people have talked about this year, coming into year, talked about the AFC West. But the AFC North, I, I know – um Deshaun Watson is out for a bit there but the Browns they held their own as you can tell there yeah um up being Carolina so losing that game for the Bengals is going to be huge because you have legit two teams out out of that conference can go to the Super Bowl before the season started and those two teams probably look at it as the Bengals and the Ravens and now if you add if you throw the Steelers in the mix and allow them to win a few games and if you allow the Browns to hang around long enough for Deshaun Watson to come back, you can be looking at a four-team race to get into that, you know, those, those playoff spots there, two or three playoff spots. And more than likely won't be three playoff spots because of those teams in the AFC West there. Um, and so that, that was a I know it's just week 1 game 1 but that was a huge loss for the Bengals just because it was a division rivalry yeah. cuz it was a division game and that may come back to haunt them um missed field goals um I just I don't even know how that he missed that so badly um and then of course the, the block field goal by um, that that's definitely gonna hurt them. Again, most of the times, how many teams actually repeat and go back to the Super Bowl the next year after losing? Yeah. At that, that rarely ever happens other than you know the Buffalo Bills a few years ago during the you know the John Kelly area there era there. Um, but we we got a lot to look for from the Bengals in the very very hard division. Yeah. Very tough schedule they could possibly, and again, no, it's week one, but they can possibly not make the playoffs. That's how hard the AFC North is yeah. and how hard the AFC is going to be this year.
0: It's cer- it's certainly hard to get back every year, you know, and, and and then even in the case of the Bengals too, Terry, these are games you got to win. You got to close those games, especially a game at home too. Like You got oh, yeah. to close that game. I mean, we know that they were they were uh, without their usual snapper, uh, the usual guy snapping the ball on, on special teams. So even if you looked on the one that, that McPherson shanked horribly, missed it horribly. You know the snap was high, and then the la- I think the laces were, were even facing him, and I'm not I'm almost certain the preferred method for most kickers isn't really to kick it that way. Um So yeah, it was it was it was terrible to watch, but the Steelers got it done. And uh speaking of uh, the Buffalo Bills, you know putting some respect on Jim Kelly's name, my guy Josh Allen is certainly looking to rectify a few things within that franchise. They had their big win over the, the defending Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams, 31-10. to 10. Uh, Terry, let's just kind of direct our focus a little bit here to the AFC East, uh, a conference you're very familiar with. You know, oh, yeah. you know, just when you look at it top to bottom this year, I mean, the Bills appear to be the clear-cut favorite to, to win that division.
1: Oh, yeah, it's not even close. Um, after watching... I mean, nobody's gonna talk about the Jets, and there's no reason for us to talk about the Jets. Uh, We're we'll, we'll just we'll refraining from mentioning them the rest of the show. Uh, <laughs> but when it when it comes to New England and Miami, they, they faced off head to head, and I'm gonna be honest with you, even I don't know how many games my team, the New England Patriots, are gonna score over 20 points. I don't know how yeah. many games, and the offense was horrible, like horrible, like just trash like i i I don't know what to say about people love mac jones um and for the people who love mac jones it's cool You, you you know love who who you want that's your choice um but he he's a game manager at best he's not a quarterback that's gonna put you off over the top and when you surround a game manager um quarterback around with talent that's not really talent you're gonna have a very Bland offense. Our our offense is mashed potatoes without any salt and pepper, Ethan. Our offense is fried chicken, Ethan, without any seasoning at all. Bland. Um, and our offense is potato salad with raisins in it, Ethan. Our, our, that's our offense. It's just there's no flavor. There's no spice. There's nothing happening. Nothing unique. It's just it's it's just why is it there? That's our offense. Why why is it there? Um, and, and again, I know it's one game, but we we barely scored seven points. Like literally, the, our guy had to roll into the touchdown. Uh, <laughs> barely <laughs> scored seven points um, against the Miami Dolphins. I, I don't like our chance at all against the Bills and hopefully we can beat the other team um, in our division twice. But when it comes to the AFC East, like you said, it's a clear-cut race. I'll be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if there's just one team representing in the playoffs from the AFC East, and that's the Bills. I'm not – again, I said we look horrible, but the Miami Dolphins didn't look like world beaters either. And to be honest with you, I felt like they should have beat us 42-7 to and not 20-7 to as much as Tyreek Hill – um, talked about the Miami Dolphins, how great their offense was. It wasn't that great because they only could score 20 points against our very bland and dormant defense, mixed with that offense. Because honestly, they had the ball, you know, probably 80% of the game because our offense just couldn't stay on the field, and they still only scored 20 points. Um, so I, I, AFC East, I feel like of course the Bills are the only real contender. I feel like they are probably sweep the entire AFC East. Uh, and they'll definitely end up representing the AFC as far as the number one seed, just because of record and look at the chiefs there to me, I feel like they may be the best team in the AFC, but they definitely have a way more difficult road um, to prosperity. there in the AFC West playing the Chargers twice in mm-hmm. the open Raiders twice. Oh, and not forget, you know, the Denver Broncos as well, um, which I guess we can kind of transfer into the Denver Broncos and the AFC West um, they didn't look good at all last night, the Denver the Broncos. No, 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 they didn't. Um, they didn't. Not, not like we thought they would look. I, I thought they would look great. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, they, it is the first first game of the season, so who knows? Seahawks may just have an excellent defense this year, finally.
0: Well, man, I mean, um, I, I do think in the case of, like, the Broncos, probably, probably a little similar to the Dolphins, too. I mean, chemistry always takes time to set in. I, I don't care who you are. You know, obviously Tom Brady has proven that first year with a team. He <laughs> can take them to the promised land and win that Super Bowl. And, and wait, did Peyton Manning do the same thing? No, 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 not not, not his first year. No, it was the second year. It was year. second year because because they got blown out by uh, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks uh, in, in, the, in the Super Bowl that year. But, I mean, it's definitely going to take some time, man. But it, the, the Broncos did look really pedestrian
1: out there. Yeah, they did. And, again, it may take time, but you don't have time to, to waste there. Again, you're talking about the AFC West. Arguably the hardest division in football. They took a L against the Seattle Seahawks to get out. I don't know how they're going to be this year, but projection I don't project the Seattle Seahawks to win more than five games this year. They lose that game. That's that's a gimme there. That should be a gimme. That should be an easy W. Yeah. Uh, for the Broncos again. That I know it's Week One, Game One, but that was a huge loss. Um, for the Broncos, especially, you take in the landscape of that division there and their schedule. So, and then on, on top of that, it was very, like, tough to only see them score, what was it, 17 points? Yeah. See, and we imagine them having a high-power offense. Um, Again, first week, but I imagine Russ going out there swinging around the Judy and, Cordell and those boys and just having him, you know, a field day out there. No offense. I, I just imagine him going crazy, but it wasn't that. Well, I mean so, well, well,
0: no 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 offense, uh on the Seahawks.
1: Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, he was in that trade with Seahawks. Yeah. Um, but again, I just I expected Russ to, you know, throw over 300 yards, three touchdowns. I expect it to be a, a shootout for well, Russ. Well, and he, it wasn't.
0: He, and even like the, their off the offense looks so unusual. I mean, it, it looked very hot I, I, I don't know. I don't know, like, kind of how to, like, what word to describe it, but it didn't seem as if, like, the offense was kind of built for us to kind of be in the pocket for, like, a very long time, right? Which now I'm thinking, like, okay, is, there, is their offensive line not as strong as what we thought it was or what we were hoping that it'd be? And so now he's, like, trying to throw these, like, super quick routes. Uh, you know, they, he definitely threw it to, man, I feel like they had at least two or three tight ends in rotation. Uh, out, out yeah. there for the Broncos, man. Like, like what, what do you think schematically Like, they were trying to accomplish there?
1: I feel like maybe they were trying to open up the middle of the field for Russ. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- having deep threats like Cordell and um, Judy, you just trying to make sure they're single on the outside, one-on-one with the cornerback to kind of give – those tall guys, you know, and they're both tall and athletic, a chance yeah, so, to beat a corner one-on-one. Yeah. So maybe that, that was the thing, try to work the middle field. But you can easily do that with a run game. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe they're just trying out something different. Again, it, Russ, new look, new team, new offensive coordinator, new, you know, new everything, honestly. And so it is going to take them some time to kind of figure things out. The only bad part about it is, like I said, In that division, they really don't have time. I can see the Broncos struggling early and maybe picking up success um, later in the season, but it may be too late. They may, you know, do some things to kind of mess up some things for some teams, maybe like the Raiders or the Chargers Mm -hmm. in that division. But as far as them winning it, I don't think they'll they'll be able to win it because I think they just have to, you know, work through the kinks here.
0: I do think it's also fair that it's fair to say that maybe Russ – probably was doing a lot of overthinking, uh, probably in preparation for this game. Cause in his mind it's like, yo, I know that's secondary. I, I I I know their 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 weaknesses I and, and and everything else. So I'm almost curious to know how much of a impact Russ had in kind of like that game plan and and then maybe they were just they just were overthinking too much out there and, and then yeah. just kind of left themselves exposed.
1: Yeah, and it was a few plays that Russ was kind of off. It was one play I was like, who are you throwing it to, Russ? Um, in the back of the end zone, he just kind of tried to throw a ball where Cordell could kind of run under and catch in the end zone. You talking
0: talk about, talk about Cortland Sutton? Courtland,
1: yeah. I keep saying Cordell. Cortland Sutton. Sorry. Cortland Sutton um, could kind of run under the ball in the end zone, and he threw it directly to the safety. Like the safety just dropped. the interception like it literally hit him in the lap so um who knows you're probably right russ could have been overthinking he was back in seattle for the first time since the trade could have been nervous jitters a lot going on you know being in that atmosphere around that crowd and we all know seattle fans can get extremely crazy that that's the home of the 12th man um they, they really kind of coined their phrase there and so it could have been that. He also was introduced to booze like that's I don't think Russ kind of saw that coming either. Um that that could have kind of startled him in the beginning of the game. That probably was the reason he got off to a slow start. Yeah, because I don't think Russ really expected to be booed going into Seattle. I, did, I know I didn't expect him to boo Russ. Um no. I mean especially a, and, a guy that
0: delivered a, a Super Bowl title. Could Super have Bowl two. title? Yeah.
1: since you guys to back to back Super Bowls and the you know, blue-collar guy, doesn't complain, doesn't get into it with any media. Like, he, you know, he did everything right. So, I didn't think they would boo him. So, who knows? Maybe being booed kind of, you know, threw him for a loop there in the beginning of the game. And, you know. But, yeah. Uh, again, I I love the, the addition to the Broncos. I do feel like Russ could have went to better options. Seattle. Um, even Dallas. Uh, but he did end up in Denver. I just hate the fact that, you know, the division is that tough. And I don't know what Russ, as far as longevity, exactly what him and the Broncos will accomplish during his time there. I know it's not going to be this year as far as a successful year. I don't think it's going to be this year.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, I, I don't think it is either. It's, it's going to take a while. Probably a little bit. Most of this season, definitely. Probably to build up that chemistry. I mean, Jerry Judy's yeah. definitely going to be that Tyler Lockett-esque receiver. I mean, you have a, another big body receiver, not as big as DK Metcalf, but Cortland Sutton, uh, same number even <laughs> uh, as, yeah. as, as as DK. And and again, he has a plethora of tight ends to choose from, um, and as well as well as a great run, running game. You know, with with Williams and and, and, and uh, Gordon the third back there. You know, you can't ask for a better situation. And their defense. The, the Broncos have a have a, in my opinion, kind of a little bit of an underrated defense. I haven't really heard people talk about them that much, kind of, yeah. kind of, in, kind of in the offseason. So they they have all the tools, but just a matter of of uh, of getting everything to kind of work work on one accord. But Terry, let's let's go ahead and drift over uh, back to the NFC for a second. I mean, I definitely want to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Cowboys game. You know, Bucks got a 19 to three win at AT&T Stadium at Jerry's World. Terry, looking at that game, I mean. I know we kind of saw Tom Brady, who didn't probably perform the best, right? I mean, he, you know, Tom, Tom Brady, I mean, we know he's 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 not getting any younger, but, you know, at the same time, he still found a way to get it done. Um, Terry, what were just some of your thoughts from that game, man? I mean, is this story more about, you know, Tom Brady and the Bucks getting that W, or the fact that the Cowboys, who are now without their starting quarterback, Dak Prescott?
1: Um, I feel like it's more about Dallas without Dak Prescott. Again, the Buccaneers won. Dak did leave the game there. I feel like even if Dak would have stayed in the game, I feel like the Bucs would have won. Brady didn't play the best in Dak. Honestly, neither quarterback played the best game. Brady has a lot going on right now. Um, honestly, I personally feel like most of it hasn't even been touched by the media, Um, what's going on. But I don't I don't know if you know, but just to make you and, of course, the fans here um, at the Ethan and Terry show aware, um, Giselle and Brady are kind of going through a separation right now. Um, you know, relationships could be kind of sticky for all individuals and in all aspects of life Whether they're, you know, star quarterback or the best quarterback of all time, or just the average Joe, um, relationships are relationships. It can't take a toll on all people, you know, how that is. Um, and so Brady's kind of going through that at home right now, Giselle, his wife, and his kids have recently moved out of their home that they're renting right now um, from from Derek Jeter. So Brady kind of had a lot on his mind going into the game. You can actually tell a little bit based off the play calls because there was a lot of running. Um, Leonard Fournette definitely showed up yesterday, and he he helped Brady out. a um, Great catch by Mike Evans in the end zone, um, contorting his body for that one-hand grab. And, of course, the defense showed up and showed out. Um, against against the Cowboys, there um, just holding the three points. But I do feel like Dak being injured is the biggest story. Out six to eight weeks, that is tough. That's tough. Um, That's tough. That's very tough. This is the what? This is the third year in a row that Dak will miss a significant amount of time, and the Cowboys Jerry decided to give him that huge contract while he was coming off an injury. Um, hoping that you know going forward that we wouldn't have years like this and, and now the year after they gave him the contract he was hurt and then now come up to this year as well he's hurt after the you know not even a full first game uh, and so from the Cowboys Cowboy fans are definitely disheartened because the season is pretty much over with now but you got to reevaluate the franchise too and what directions we're going in because this you're talking three straight years with injuries at your quarterback position, a quarterback that you just signed a long-term contract to. Yeah. So yeah. now you have to start looking at the landscape of the league and say, hey, can we really commit our future to Dak? The last three years he's been injured. We we, we let go of you know pretty much everybody to build his team around Dak, to say, Dak, you're the guy and look how how that's working out now. Um, So not to say they won't win a game with Cooper Rush. Who knows? You know, Cooper Rush could step in and they go undefeated, but that's likely not to happen. And even if that did somehow happen, that probably still will remain on the bench as a quarterback. So as a Dallas fan, I feel like it was a big loss to them because not only are you looking at the season as a potential wash, You have to reevaluate your entire franchise and say going forward, is Dak really the answer?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a fair consideration because even now, you know, as I'm kind of thinking about possible scenarios, like you're looking at San Francisco right now with Jimmy G in that situation, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, especially if they find out sooner rather than later, right? Meaning like sometime this season that, that, Hey, you know, Trey Lance might be a few years out. Right, maybe it would be nice to kind of have a situation where we could trade for, you know, a Dak, s type of quarterback. You know, like 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 try to like to figure out those scenarios and situations. Granted, Jimmy's under a one year deal. You know, he's definitely gone gone after the year. But you know, we just look at situations across the league, Terry. You're absolutely right. Like you have to entertain the possibility of a lot of things. Also, Dallas can mess around, Terry, and have a top five pick in the, in the draft this year. And then and then things could really get shaken up so yeah but, but we do know that that Jerry Jones being a one of the probably more more stubborn one of the most stubborn owners and GMs and all of professional sports on this continent uh you know chances are it seems like he's gonna you know be supporting Dak until he just can't do it anymore but yeah but all in all though um, Terry it was a, it was a very interesting first week here at the NFL Um Looking ahead into into week two, I mean, I know we we got we got the Chiefs and the Chargers on Thursday, which is definitely which is definitely shaping up to be the game of the week. Um I'm trying trying to look ahead at the at the schedule right now. Uh Bears, Bears Packers got the primetime game, uh, I believe on Sunday. So, you know, Aaron Rod see, we ain't even talking about Aaron Aaron Rodgers, man, coming off that loss and probably looking yeah, at the demons. Horrible. Yeah, horrible loss. Probably looking to uh, redeem himself against uh, yet another conference foe or divisional foe, in the Chicago Bears. But Terry, let's go ahead and just we we put it all on the table for Week One. Excited for Week Two. But as we just look ahead to, to February next year, you know who are the two teams that you're expecting to be in the Super Bowl?
1: It is extremely extremely early, um, but these are these are my picks. I, I've said it before in past years and I'm probably gonna say it for the next five years and until his time is up, I expect Patrick Mahomes to win every year. Yeah. Um, he's supposed to be the GOAT. He's supposed to I know Brady is still alive and kicking and still in the NFL and he's playing. Um but he's supposed to be the guy who who's gonna compete or push Tom Brady as far as for the GOAT, the greatest of all, quarterback of all time. And so he he showed us this past Sunday for some weird reason, everybody thought because he lost a wide receiver that he would, would all of a sudden stop being a great quarterback. Mind you, he, he was a great quarterback when he was, you know, just down the road at Texas Tech, throwing for only 700 yards and six touchdowns in one single game. and He didn't have Tyreek Hill then. Um, but I digress um, because. You know, He came out yesterday, threw five touchdowns, threw for over 300 yards, and I feel like his team is going to be representing the AFC again this year. Um, I feel like they, they have a balanced attack with a few new additions. As far as the running game, that offensive line is way better, which is extremely scary, and I feel like the defense played great against the Cardinals. So I have the Chiefs coming out of the AFC. Now, the NFC is tough because – not near as competitive ethan this mm-hmm. year yeah it's very difficult and right now it's it's a mess it, it's a mess you look at teams who you thought were going to be the top teams the rams and the packers and you look at both quarterbacks and neither one of those quarterbacks showed up or even looked remotely as good as they did last year and look at the young rods teams who are supposed to surpass them as far as you know teams like the cardinals um or, or that's another team. They they don't seem to have any promise after you know getting completely annihilated by the Chiefs. I, I just it's so hard to kind of pick who to ride with at this point though. Again, no it's week one, but I have to go with the Buccaneers just because they have the the best quarterback in their division. We know what Tom Brady is going to give you week in and week out. We know as far as scheme and coaching uh, what what they like to do there. Um, we can, I can trust the Buccaneers. I, I, part of me want to bring up Minnesota, but I don't feel like I can trust Minnesota at all. Um, New Orleans, I, I, I like New Orleans going into the year. I'm a little scared after week one, even though they did come back and beat the Falcons. I feel like they shouldn't have been down to the Falcons. Um, so, and again, I don't, you don't know who's going to be quarterback. Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill, they, they swap out. Can it really work all year? And so I, right now, I would have to say Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes are going to meet in in the Super Bowl. Cause that's 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 my pick.
0: You know what? That's I'm 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 honestly not not mad about that because it does seem right now. And maybe I am saying this a little bit because Patrick Mahomes is my uh, quarterback in in our fantasy league. Shout out to the P league. However, <laughs> <he's> like, <laughs> he gave your boy 34 points. I can't be mad about that. Five TDs, 360 yards. Terry, Terry this guy is incredible. He, he's the, he's he's the best quarterback in the league. I mean, just in terms of efficiency. I mean, bro, Terry, it's like clockwork. It's automatic. It's automatic, man. And, and honestly, it's it's definitely a blessing and a privilege to be able to witness somebody of his caliber play a weekend okay. a week play a weekend a week out. And I believe that they're gonna that they're gonna beat the Chargers. <laughs> I definitely think that's gonna happen. And 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 hopefully he has a great game. But Terry, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. You know, I, I I am sold on the Josh Allen campaign, bro. I I can't I, like everything like about his game, everything that he's done. I mean, bro, like really strong arm, very efficient at quarterback. What didn't he open the he opened the game against the Rams? What ten for ten? Yeah, and, and, what a
1: touchdown. And,
0: yeah, and he, and even one of those one of those interceptions. I mean, I think it hit. I, it might have been Isaiah McKenzie, square square in the hands and the chest, and and and, and unfortunately, uh, uh, the Rams came away with it. But, Terry, Josh Allen's also my pick for MVP this year. Uh, granted, the last, what, two quarterbacks to win, you know, MVP and then, like, make the Super Bowl, uh, unfortunately, did not they did not win. I'm thinking about Matt Ryan and I'm thinking about Cam Newton. Uh, those are the two that kind of come to memory. But I do think it's their year. And uh, But I do agree with you. I do believe that right now the NFC, and I hate that I even, like, brought this question up because it's just so hard to, like, call it in the NFC because no one's looking 100% right now. I mean, no one's looking as effective and and strong as we hope so, not even the defending champions. Even though I do believe that they're going to segue into into a bit of a stride and, and, and we're going to start to see, this, see the champions for who they are. But, Terry, I'm with you, man. I, I feel like the Buccaneers, people forget about the Bucks defense. I think people have forgotten. Oh, yeah. People have forgot. The Bucks defense is legit. And and between that as well as like Brady continue to build chemistry with Julio Jones and with uh, Russell Gage,
1: yeah, and Russell Gage and Mike Evans still looks great.
0: Yeah. And Mike Evans still still looks amazing. And so I I think it's going to be Buffalo and Tampa Bay early early prediction. But um, did you give a winner, or are we going to just hold off on that?
1: Um, I I didn't give a winner just okay. yet. Okay. And we can, we can hold off on that prediction
0: there. No, definitely. I mean, just just some of our early season hot takes here on the Ethan and Terry show. But super excited for week two. Super excited to get back into our predictions. Uh, if y'all are following us at the Ethan and Terry Show, as well as at Terry Jenkins Jr. and as well as myself at Easy Pull Up, follow us. Check out our stories on game day on Sunday and also on Thursday as well uh, when we give our Thursday our Thursday game predictions. But definitely definitely tune into our to our Instagram stories and check out our predictions. Terry, I think I I think I came out on the other side of 500 on the right side of 500 this week. I had to go back and. And kind of tally it up, but we definitely had some surprises, nonetheless. But be sure y'all y'all are following us and, and and keep it locked for all the predictions for the for the NFL every week. Uh, Terry, before we get out of here with this episode, just wanted to acknowledge some breaking news in the NBA. Uh, Phoenix Suns owner uh, Robert. Oh man, sorry if you hear this ad playing in the background. <laughs> that, that dual screen. <laughs> uh, break, breaking news in the NBA. Phoenix Suns owner Robert Sarver suspended. Uh, for one year and fined $10 million uh, after the NBA conducted an investigation that found his his conduct to be in direct violation of workplace standards um, within the Phoenix Suns and Mercury, Phoenix Mercury, the WNBA, within uh, those two respective organizations. Terry, the NBA conducting their independent investigation, uh, as I'm looking kind of through this article, the investigation included interviews of more than 320 current and former employees as well as uh, Robert Sarver uh, himself, uh, they also examined more than 80,000 documents and other materials, including emails, text messages, and videos. Uh, this 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 uh, report is is available online. Uh, Terry, hear, hearing this, I mean, he's, he, oh, I'm reading right here. It says on at least five occasions, repeated the N word when recounting the statements of others, uh, sexual misconduct. Uh, inappropriate acts or inappropriate conduct towards female employees. Terry, this is this is horrifying. This is horrible, um, especially coming off Donald Sterling right in the, in the L.A. Clippers, and that cost yeah. him his entire franchise, Terry's entire team. I mean, Terry, it seems like Robert Sarver's getting off easy here, bro. Oh,
1: yeah, extremely easy. I don't think the NBA's done. Um, I think I, I'm trying to figure out who initiated the initial p- punishment. But I don't think they're done. I think this may have been kind of like, like a Deshaun Watson thing. Like let's throw out the penalties, see how it's accepted, and then if it's accepted a certain way, then we'll come back and we'll give additional penalties. But I don't think it's done because I think that more knowledge about what was actually said what is going to get out. And once that information gets out to the media, the you know the text messages, the emails, the videos, that content. Once that content gets out to the public, I feel like there's going to be big, you know, bigger repercussions come along. I feel like that's when they're going to, you know, push a heavy hand down and probably we could see him potentially lose his organization. Uh, especially if a video gets out and he's on that video saying certain slurs um, or, or doing certain actions that you could tell, you know, it's kind of against another raise our sexuality um as as more evidence kind of compiles up and it gets to the media and to the public i can definitely see him getting extensive penalties because like you said ethan one year and uh finding a billionaire 10 million dollars doesn't seem to be like a a huge um issue i'm pretty sure he was like you know oh no why you guys do that yeah, yeah like, I I don't think he, he he's you know hurt from that. I don't feel like he quote unquote, you know, as your parents say, learned his lesson. Um, I I don't think like that that went into play here at all.
0: Nah, man. I mean, they they say you know you got to hit people where it hurts, and and I can't imagine anything greater, far greater than for him to lose both of his uh both of his teams with the uh, Phoenix Suns and the the Phoenix Mercury. Um. Yeah, Terry. This—it's unacceptable. There's no place for this, honestly, in in society, right? Let let alone just in 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 the area in the arena of sports. But definitely, I I agree with you, man. I don't think the NBA is done. I would not be surprised if we look up within the next 48 hours, and he is forced uh, to to give up his team uh, in in the NBA. There there shouldn't be a place for this, especially at that level of the organization. Really, any level of the organization, but especially as the, the owner the person that's, you know, responsible for governing, governing this team, you know, this, this, this is unacceptable. And, and honestly, yo, I, I mean, my, my, my thoughts and my prayers are definitely with the victims and anybody that, that may have been affected, you know, by this just heinous behavior uh, by, by Robert Sarver. Um, and Terry, even if you look at it, you know, just from like a, just from like a team and organization perspective, we know, we know what the Phoenix Mercury have been dealing with all season. with with what's been going on with Brendan Griner. We know the Phoenix Suns, right, it's been a pretty, uh, you know, a pretty, I wouldn't say turbulent offseason, but it's definitely been, like, a lot of movement, you know, in securing contracts and getting everything with DeAndre Ayton straightened out. You know, uh, CP3 is still there. Book, I mean, everyone's at a bit of a crossroads with trying to figure things out with their team. I mean, Terry, if if you're playing for either of those organizations, I mean, like, 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 what is your headspace right now?
1: Oh man, and they they they're gonna have to take a while to kind of deal with all this, um, especially from the, it coming from from your leader. Like you said, both organizations have been going through a lot um, this past year, the Suns and the Mercury, when it comes to on and off the court issues. And so, you, it, as an organization, again, sometimes when things are kind of happening, you gotta of clean house um so just like i said at the beginning i wouldn't be surprised if he lost both organizations both teams um have new ownership come in new face come in and kind of you know kind of be a new for- forefront for the organizations and kind of you know make a new new culture and create actual change There, phoenix Suns, they're, they're definitely going to have a change i um, not predicting that Chris Paul is going to be retiring anytime soon, but he's definitely on the end of his years there. Like you said, they had an issue with the Andre A's contract. They decided to keep that team together, even though that team couldn't get past Luca. We don't know what's the future going to look like for the Phoenix Suns. Um, the Mercury, Mer- when it comes to Brittany Griner and not being able to get her back and having to deal with that um, pretty much, how long has it been going? Almost for a year now. Um, so. Uh, and then you, you compile that with with the owner of your, of your teams, your sports teams being in the news and being, you know, front court head I mean front court and center headline pretty much. Um, and it's not a, a basketball player, it's not a WNBA player, it's your owner who's being talked about during the off season and during the actual WWNBA um, playoffs. That that's not a good look at all. So I can definitely see the, the NBA forcing their hands in this one uh, and saying, "Hey, may, maybe it's time that you just step down and we kind of put somebody else in play um, to kind of switch things over here." Because uh, yeah, that, racial slurs, saying the N word, um, man, that discrimination against you know gender in the workplace. And that's, it's not going to fly.
0: No. Yeah. Not going to fly at all. No, it's not, man. But all in all, I'm sure within the coming days, you know, we will see probably stiffer sanctions and penalties against Sarver. Um, and, and, and then definitely be the able will make the right decision here. Um, and also one more thing, I guess, Terry, before I get out of here, I mean, I know we are a sports podcast, you know, our tagline dedicated to covering and tackling the latest in sports and entertainment, you know, on the broader entertainment side, Terry, you know, news broke yesterday afternoon. Uh, P&B Rock, 30-year-old rapper out of Philadelphia, was shot and killed in Los Angeles at, at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles while enjoying a nice meal with his girlfriend. I mean, a lot of speculation is around, you know, what 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 led to, you know, his, the, his murder but all in all, you know, loss of life has occurred and has taken place. This man was a father. Terry, this man was a father. I'm sure a son, a sibling, you know, a friend. A very talented artist. Um, thoughts and prayers with his family. Uh, rest in peace, P&B rock. I know, like, a lot of uh, his songs, Terry, have kind of time-stamped some, some moments probably in our in our 20s, right? You know, within the last four or five years. But Terry, this is devastating. Yet yeah, another tragic, senseless killing, uh, especially within hip hop. Um, it's it's a
1: tragedy. Yeah, it is. It is a tragedy, and it's it's gotten to the point I hate it, bro. Um, the whole, you know, the whole new scent. I hate it here, quote unquote. Um, our society, certain things and certain ways that we're progressing is just horrible. I had a conversation with someone about a month ago about how school shootings and just just public shootings in general, whether it's a school or a club here in Houston recently or in Memphis, um, a public area, you know, no matter where it is, it just seems like people have become numb to these public mass shootings. And something else that people have become numb to is, you know, basically celebrities are you know certain fit public figures passing away through census crimes like being robbed for jury like for you for people to say oh that's dumb why his girlfriend posts a picture of him and his jury that's if she didn't do that they would have been alive you can't be doing that she tripping it's her fault. stop it that makes no sense yeah that makes no sense so, you're saying because this woman is enjoying this time of her life with the love of her life, living a moment in this life that we we probably won't get another chance, right? She's enjoying herself. Where her significant other decides to take a picture so that this moment that she, you know, this euphoric moment that she's enjoying lasts. So, she takes a picture of this. And post this picture, and of course save it for memories, and post to share it with her families and friends, and and you say no, that's that's not the reason P M B Rock is dead. P M B Rock is dead is because some idiot decided that they didn't have no money today or, or or they they didn't have money to do this or money to do that or they need the money, whatever the situation was. And because they had been working for however long this person had been working and didn't have a job and, and whatever way they could have made money, they decided, oh, the easiest way to make money is to sit here, stalk somebody page, go and kill this robber and take his chain that he probably at best probably spent $10,000 for just so I can – Go to the pawn shop. Take this to the pawn shop. Give it to this man and see what mo- amount of money I can get back. And at best, I'll probably get $2,000. Yeah. And I just killed a man who has, a, like you said, not only a girlfriend, but he has a child. He has a mother. He has a father. He has siblings. He has friends. He has people who he was role models to. He had people who listened to his music. He had people who literally needed his son to get through days whether it's a test or a a rough day these people listen to him and now they won't be able to listen to any new new content or go see him at a concert because somebody decided they needed you know two thousand dollars basically and that 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 person's life is worth two thousand dollars no
0: man it's 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 horrifying i mean and
1: Yes, yeah. yeah. It is the same for people to to blame another factor other than the person killing somebody over a piece of jewelry.
0: Exactly, man. I mean, and um many Terry's we even think since 2017, 2018, you know, I can I can name just off the top, bro, at least 5, 6 different, 7 different artists, I think that have died, you know what I'm saying, that that were you know, all young, all rappers and artists that we listened to, enjoyed their music. I mean, everybody, bro, from, like, POSMO to XXXTentacion, um, you know, King Von, Young Dolph. I mean, bro, like, I, I saw something on Twitter where um, somebody had posted, he said he remembers in the nineties when Pac and Biggie died, you know how shocking it was, but now his son, you know, is was like a teenager. Isn't really even moved off of it. You know what I mean? So so to your point, Terry, yeah. Terry there's a certain, you know, you know, like numbness that, that a lot of people are experiencing, you know, and, and it shouldn't be this way. And they're, they're even like grueling. Just, oh, I mean, it's partly traumatizing to even see videos circulating on Twitter now and on social media of, Of essentially P and B rock taking his last his last breath, few breaths, bro, like on the ground, bloody. It's I mean the what it means today, like to achieve social currency, I will never understand. But that's definitely something that is out there and that people are gonna see. I'm sure his family is seeing that, and it's just it's just disgusting and horrifying, Terry. But prayers up, thoughts and prayers with his family, his daughter. Uh, I think I saw on uh, on Wikipedia he had two children, but uh, certainly has a daughter. I mean, that I think people have seen in photos. Uh, but rest in peace, PNB Rock. Prayers up, man, really for anybody who's who's currently dealing with a similar situation. Unfortunately, there's been a lot of victims of gun violence here in, in Portland, Terry, this year. I actually was just looking at an article about some shootings that happened uh, within the last week here. So definitely be safe out there, everybody. You know... Hug on your loved ones a little tighter, uh, you know, today. And, uh, yeah, man, but, Terry, before we get out of here, you got anything else?
1: Um, Yeah, I, I know it's kind of, you know, uh, kind of a, a tough note to kind of end on there. Um, But definitely hug, hug your loved ones tighter, man. Be safe. Um, no, no, swirl is it's a different place um, that we live in. You definitely can enjoy it and have fun. But always be on your P's and Q's. Know your environment, um, and 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 take every day as as what it is. It's a gift, you know. That's why it's called the present. I know it's kind of you know a lame or kind of a cliche thing to say there, but it is. Every day is literally a gift, man. So um, your loved ones and even your own life don't take anything for granted, man. Um, hug them, the individuals while you're there. Give them their flowers while while they're here. And while you're here, definitely chase that dream, go after that goal. Whatever thing is that you want to do, go do it because, you know, tomorrow ends in promise.
0: Tomorrow's definitely not promise. On that note, we appreciate you all tuning in to episode 69 of the Ethan and Terry Show, podcast dedicated to covering and tackling the latest in sports and entertainment. Be sure you like, comment, share, subscribe to the pod. Leave us a rating and review. Let us know what we're doing. Terry, I'll talk to you soon, bro. Stay safe out there. You too, E. All right,
1: bro. All right.